Good evening and welcome to Season of the Witch Horror Podcast. This is Leah. As L, and it's been a hot minute. It has, and it's because <laughs> we are teachers and <sighs> the school year started. Yeah. Which is good because it's in person. So it far. is good. It's been good. There have yeah. been some quarantines. But <laughs> yeah. There have been some quarantining, uh-huh. but it's been good. Not yeah. us. I mean, not us, just people. Yeah. We're vaccinated. People. Yeah. So we thought because it's that month, that school starting month, even though I started in August and you did it as well, yeah. that we could talk about going back to school. And that kind of evolved into like the, hey, teacher, leave these kids alone style horror movies that we were going to focus on for this episode. So return to school, return to our podcast. Back to school. And Teachers are the, the enemy. Things. Of course. <laughs> we are the enemy. <laughs> um, do, do you, do you, uh, here's the thing. Do you, do you feel the com- like compelled to like defend and explain like education things to like non-education people when there's movies like about teachers and stuff sometimes sometimes yes mm -hmm. or like just in general like sometimes on the internet like parents will complain about things you know and they don't understand that it's it's like a bureaucracy and like right like it's not like we have a lot of power like the individual (laughs) teachers like I don't have a lot of power well, or, or just things though that like you see, like, to, and you're like, no, this, this does not happen. Oh this yeah. This could not happen. No, no. Like Donnie you Darko, know. when that, t- I always think of her saying like, pick the boy you think is cutest to sit next to. Know, oh my gosh, right? get fired. I'd fire although, her for that. Although, you know what? In the, the 90s, 90s though. <laughs> they wouldn't have. Yeah, they wouldn't have. the 90s were pretty wild because you had those old teachers from the 70s that were about to retire in the 90s. Yeah, you had yeah, there was there was a weird yeah, there was a weird overlap there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had some like leftover hippie people and then you had like new yeah, it was, yeah. I had a couple of vets, um like Vietnam vets as teachers. Yeah. So was, oh yeah. You know, the sure. tail end of that. So this we've gone a long time without talking horror and honestly like I have not had a lot of time to watch a lot of horror, read a lot of horror. Um, there's lots of things on my list. It looks like there's lots of movies coming out and I have, I never get out because of the boys, but, um, have you seen or watched anything interesting or rewatched something old? Well, we've, we've definitely done some, some, you know, rewatching, um, as of late, but I would say the newest thing, um, that I watched is I started, I watched the first few episodes of doom patrol, which is like the new DC series, whatever you want to call that on HBO Max. And it's pretty legit. Okay. I like it because I am not really a, um, not, I'm, I know I'm going to say something really, you know, provocative here. I'm not a big Marvel person. I know. <gasps> I'm not a big, I mean, it's Shocking. okay. Marvel's are you, okay. But are overall, you a DC person? I like DC much better. Wow. They're darker. <laughs> I don't know. There's Marvel characters I like, but on the whole, like if I had to pick, well, it's mm. Batman, you know, right, right. I think that that's their He's effed up. I think I like the DC heroes because they're all kind of effed up. They're all kind of broken. That's Superman. He's pretty right. Boring. 
I've never liked Superman. I find I find Superman boring. Oh God, yes, just boring. Not into it. No, but there's a lot with Batman. Like I will give you like Batman is yeah. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, Batman is is like their saving grace. I think. Oh yeah, and they've done a lot with um with their female like re- representation, like cartoons for little girls and stuff. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like more than Marvel has, I think even yeah. for like yeah. kids, like they they had that whole cartoon with like all the justice league. I don't know. It was I like a girl cartoon and there were dolls that were out. It was like mm-hmm. a high school. It was super cute. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They've done. Yeah. They've done a bunch of things. And then the, the Harley cartoon. I love, Oh my gosh. I'm behind yes. on it but it's fun with Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah. Love yeah. it. Love it's it. It's super fun. Yeah. Okay. The other thing we watched, well, which was a rewatch. It was, it was new for my children though. was um, the original phantasm. Oh God. I have that. I've watched that a lot with the commentary track on super fun. And, and this was the um, like remastered version. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a beautiful copy. <laughs> um. And I like was, when they sing their fun. little like porch song, him, the, the brother and his friend, they right? have some little impromptu jam session. It reminds right? me of the like Seagram's golden wine cooler commercial with Bruce Willis. I'm like, I'll end that scene. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it does. Yeah. So that was fun. That was super fun. Did they like it? They did. I tried they watching did. a sequel to it for our road trip one, and I just could not get into the sequel. But I do like the original, and I like the the, com- the second one. Yeah, the commentary like a bunch, but I think the second one, the commentary track with is it Don Corell, not Corelli, that's like from Godfather or something. <laughs> Don <laughs> well, Coscarelli. Corleone. Coscarelli. Yeah, I, think, I think it's Coscarelli. Yeah, he yeah. he was great on the commentary track. Like I really enjoy listening to it. Like yeah, yeah. Would if if you can find a copy of a DVD and listen to the commentary. It's pretty engaging for sure. I just like that that dude, uh, Angus Scrim made mm-hmm. like an entire career just off being the tall man, the, the tall man, literally yeah. that's it. And I'm like, what? All right. I'm like, one, good on you, bro. One thing I remember from the commentary too, was that they were in development of this movie, filming it or whatnot, like when star Wars was being done and oh, sure. they kind of like were worried because they had these little cloaked creatures running around and so did Star that Wars. Looks just like yeah. Jawas. Yeah. yeah. And it was you it was that? just it was just a coincidence. And they said that they were like really concerned about it because they they like did it on their own and then found out that Star Wars was having that and they were like worried that's, about it. That's kind of crazy if you think about it. That's a yeah. hell of a coincidence. Yeah. I mean, that's it was a little story, a little anecdote that he shared on the recording. It happens That's though. Weird. No, I there's, mean, yeah. There's I like think. a, so one okay. thing, oh, this was a thing like the parallel thought idea. Like I know there was a comic book that Neil Gaiman did that was so similar to Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what it was called, but like even Neil Gaiman was like, meh, parallel thought. It happens. Not concerned mm-hmm. about it. You know, something, I guess these, these things just sort of happen sometimes. It's interesting though. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I haven't really seen anything, but I did watch the first two episodes of season three of what we do in the shadows. And it was amazing. I love that damn show. I do too. It was like just a joy to see them back. I was so happy. Like I've been waiting for the witcher and carnival row. And I know the witcher is supposed to be out in December, but I don't know about carnival row. It's like, it got disappeared or something. 
Because I know they were filming it. And then they, when the quarantine hit, like they stopped filming. And then I haven't seen any promotion from like Orlando Bloom or like um, Cara Delevingne or anything about Mm -hmm. the characters. I'm like, I don't know if it's just off the table now or what, but I really liked Carnival Row. So I'm kind of bummed about that. But I was Mind Hunter. I'm still like hoping Mind Hunter comes back and I haven't heard squads. So it's upsetting. Anybody knows anything about these things, please tell us. Yeah. <laughs> so I did love the what we do in the shadows. I'm not going to spoil anything. You should watch it. It's on, I got it on Hulu, like next day Hulu. And yeah. then I did want to check out and I will um, Wellington Paranormal just because it's kind of connected to what we do in the shadows because it's like nice. um, Jermaine and those guys and kind of, I think it's kind of like um, a branch off of the movie, what we do in the shadows. Like, I think it's connected to that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes more so sense. So I'm sure. pretty excited to watch that, but that's about it in terms of horror stuff. Like school just has taken it out of me. I haven't had any mind to do anything. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard. Uh, yeah. It's I'm, hard. I'm very on during the day. And then I come home and I have like no personality left. So hopefully that'll start right, to, it always tends to come back around October. So <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's shock. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right, so we've got a couple different movies. Yes. That we want to talk about. Should, should we, we start wanna, off with those? Yeah. When we want to talk about teachers who are bad, bad staff. And the first movie that yeah. comes to everybody's mind when I broached this topic with anyone was the faculty. Yes. 1998 directed by Robert Rodriguez. It was written amongst by other people but kevin williamson was like the script writer so i'm sure there were people who there were a couple other authors that kind of contributed or rewrote or whatever but i saw his name there and i was like oh my god how did i not realize that was kevin williamson right well and and so this came what just after like desperado and from dust till dawn no for rodriguez yeah i think so yeah yeah and then like before you know before any of that like grindhouse stuff that he's done Okay. And Williamson, I mean, this 98 is like when Dawson's Creek was like creaking. Yeah. You know, I think this probably was an older screenplay. I'm guessing he also wrote the screenplay for scream. So, um, all this stuff was just kind of happening. And I think probably, and this is just a theory. I don't, (laughs) I don't know the facts on this, but I would imagine like when he did scream and everyone wanted to buy up every old thing that he had. Oh yeah, probably. That was kind of the, and what I do remember about this movie, and I don't know if I saw it in the theater at home, but I do remember there was a lot of promotion with Tommy Hilfiger and they had like photo spread ads with all the actors in like Tommy Hilfiger. <laughs> yeah. I do not remember, but, but you know what? That was like my, probably my first or second year teaching. So I probably just don't remember I anything. I was still in college. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I do whatever. remember seeing it in like 17 or sassy or Jane or whatever magazine. I probably was reading <laughs> Jane back then, not sassy, but well, yeah. Or 17. I think I'd outgrown 17, but I do remember the spreads for um, Tommy. And like, I remember Dawson's Creek had one with like J. Crew. Like, they did the J. Crew catalog one time. Well, that makes sense. It was kind of just like a thing that happened, I guess, in the late 90s. Yeah. Um, So, what did you think of the faculty? Did you see it back when it came out? You know what? I did not see it because like I said, there was, I think just too many things going on Mm -hmm. at that time and somehow I missed it. So I didn't see it till later, but, and I don't really know when. Um, And, but I knew I hadn't seen it for like a long time. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and do a rewatch. 
and it's fun. I mean, it's the thing in a lot yeah. of ways. And it, yes. I think it harkens back to like 50s alien invasion stuff. Oh, a lot 100%. Too. Like well, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it, it owns that. That's one of the things that I kind of liked about it was that they would be like, well, you know, because, because it is derivative, you know, and in a lot of places, but, but like they own it by having the kids talk about that. They're like, oh, well, mm-hmm. invasion of the body snatchers, they do this and this is what destroys it. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, so it's, they're like making all these references. Scream ask. It's like exactly. the scream self-referential version of like sci-fi stuff. Exactly. Maybe not exactly. as witty and like mind-blowing as Scream was back in the 90s, but it was no. it was fresh and like I liked it. Um I'm trying to think like the cast was all very up and coming. It was Elijah Wood, Jordana Brewster, who I think they thought was going to be way bigger than she ended up being, but she was in like yeah. the Fast and the Furious stuff after this. Yeah. Um what's that one guy? Josh Harnett. Everyone thought he would be like the <laughs> shit and like he kind of disappeared a little bit but like people I, I still he yeah, had that he had that brooding bad boy thing you know no Zeke I don't know it, I mean I didn't <laughs> like him but I understood where it came from yeah, I, guess. I was just I was like mm, people be like oh my god he's so dreamy and I was he's like, not mm, nope I was more into Elijah Wood right? or like Clea Duvall honestly because like apparently that's one of those like queer things I didn't realize was queer that I loved Clea Duvall um she was in Buffy like one really good episode where she was the invisible girl that like right do you remember that that one was good of course yeah the May Queen episode and then Mm -hmm. um she's been in some movies and stuff yeah she does like behind the scene things now but um I really liked Stokely her character yeah and I I liked I I was kind of cracking up though because I was like there may be like 10 people running this entire school (laughs) Did you notice that? Yeah. I mean, have you gone back and watched it like as a teacher? I have, but I don't remember like thinking much about it. I think I watched it with Dan. Ooh, I said his name. Cross that out. I watched that with my You'll husband. You'll have to beep it. <laughs> I accidentally um, said a name. Sorry, but I will bleep that out. And I watched it with my husband. And um, I don't really remember much about thinking much about the faculty itself, except that like Kevin Williamson had some kind of hot for teacher kink um for his writing because of Dawson's Creek and this I'm like dude right we can talk and- more about that whole thing later because ew um, yeah well yeah especially like with like um Thomka Jansen's character mm-hmm. you yeah know, that's what I'm has, talking about like yes, gross. The, like the yeah the like you know as soon as she takes her glasses off oh she's super hot you know and stuff and you're like wait what mm, yeah let's let's table that conversation yeah. for later because I have stuff yes. to say about the Fomka Jensen role yeah but then we have the jock boy who didn't really seem like a jock at all and like I don't even know who he is or like what he was doing in a movie to be honest sorry I know that I might know. not be nice but he just didn't seem like he was cast well um yeah yeah and and also I mean there you know and and the, your basic premise right is that you've got some kind of alien that is sort of taking over everyone in this town in Ohio and it starts with the the faculty and right. they kind of use the school as like a hub to start like converting we, everybody but we don't really know like why 
Yeah. Because like, I mean, the most answer is kind of, it sounds like the, the leader of these aliens just kind of like got bored on his planet, needed to break away, do his own thing. And somehow, you know, in the universe that this seemed like a good idea. Like, you know what you need to do if you really want to take over earth, start with a high school in Ohio. Because that's really good too. (laughs) And it kind of had the opposite of um, the M. Night Shyamalan one where they like really liked water. Like, (laughs) right? Like Mm -hmm. they're like water. They like have water lust. I know. They're like, and then for some reason, turning into an alien, like if you're a woman, makes you hot. But I don't think it made the men hot, but it made the women like confident and hot when they became aliens. Right. Remember the principal? I mean, I don't think the older yes. lady was hot, but she definitely had a more like commanding, sexy vibe to her. And B.B. Newworth. it was like, hot, like you become an alien and like your hair falls out of the bun, your glasses fall off, you become <laughs> assertive, you unbutton the I shirt it's, button. It's, it's that it's the assertive. Yeah, that's what it is, because that was the effect it had on everybody. But yes, for some reason, the assertive in the female characters translates as like libido. You know, yeah. and you're like, what? Like the okay. principal kind of became like the like menopausal sexy lady <laughs> with her scarf, right? right? She right. had like a sexier vibe. Right. And like, so that was an interesting take. Um, John Stewart was adorable as he always is. He too. I know. I just want to like, 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 yeah, there's baby John Stewart. I love him. I had right? such a like crush on John Stewart. Right. Um, so he is like the teacher who's nice and they find, they find some kind of like creature and they take it to him and that's how it all starts. Like he puts it in a tank and they're like investigating it and like, and like it, it reacts, you know, to, to them, you know, if they put like their hands near the tank, it Mm -hmm. seems to be seeking them out and all this stuff. And they're like, you know, like, all right, we're going to figure out what this is. But of course, you know. And then you have like, there's like drama, teen drama, because it's like Dawson's Creek. You have like Jordana Brewster, who's dating the jock guy, but he wants to quit football. So she's like, I can't. And she's date like, you. well, then what's the point of you? Yeah. Like, I can't date you. I am like the newspaper editor and a cheerleader. I can't, I have to date the football player. I'm like, you're <laughs> supposed to be really she's intelligent. Like, this is part of my book. I know. It just, it just didn't, it didn't ring true. Like I was trying to go for like a Cordelia Chase thing, I think, but it didn't quite work for me. I know for, for like considering, yeah, this girl is supposed to have like everything going on. She's supposed to be really smart and stuff. And you're like, but she's also that shallow. Yeah, it just right. it didn't play correctly to me. Like she they were definitely going for like a Cordy right. vibe, but like Cordelia just worked better. So then you have Elijah Wood, who is like got a huge crush on her and they had like no chemistry whatsoever. It was like none. I did not buy that. No. Like no. at all. And no, then you had Stokely, who had a crush on the football player, which I kind of bought. She kind of sold it, but he just didn't seem worthy of Stokely's well, attention. But, you know, well, he's nice. Also, right. And yeah, so I mean, like kind of the whole first half of the movie is just kind of like saying these are some disaffected teens. You yeah. Know? And then you have like, Zeke. It's like, like they're like an edgier breakfast club. And you, you have know? Zeke who is a dr- the drug dealer, but he's really just selling like caffeine pills or something, like a diuretic <laughs> smashed up and like yeah, big pens. Yeah. Okay. Also, can I, yeah. Also, why, why in God's name would you label your product scat? 
That's yeah. what he calls it. That's poop. I mean, really? Couldn't I don't know. Mm, yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's mostly like caffeine. Some household some household stuff? <laughs> oh, what the fuck? What? You could kill somebody. Yeah. I was like, wait, you know, like some household stuff like is flower? what Tail and Heathers is, you know, it's like Drano's household stuff. Are we talking flower or are we talking Drano? Right. I was just, just some household and I'm all, ah. and these kids are just like, yeah, let's just snort this. Holy shit. Okay. People yeah. at my high school probably would have snorted it though. My high school is gross. <laughs> <laughs> well, except weirdos well yeah except that except like it was more bougie gross this school you kind of get the feeling that it's like i mean it's you get that sort of like lower um my (laughs) high school was not as bougie as it is now i have to tell you it was kind of crack a little bit in in the 90s it was not as now it's super bougie in that area yeah there was a bougie faction but there were a lot of um like kind of methy uh, yeah. but, but like this school in the faculty it seems like yeah it, it wasn't as nice as it is now there yeah we were kind of the scum of the district at the time yeah but still in a district yeah. that has some funds it, like that yeah. was the thing in this in this um movie like you get the idea like the school's kind of lower income Teachers are barely holding this shit together, you know. And it seems like there's very little actual teaching going on. Yeah. It's bizarre. I'm like, what what's happening? They didn't have here? the time to spend on the teachers in this movie. Um, yeah. they did have Salma like, Hayek as a nurse. As the nurse, thank yeah. you. That had a cold, had a really bad cold. Right. And which allergies. Like, which be in, you know, in the age of COVID, watching her like, you know, walk around like sniffling and coughing going, yeah. oh, I'm saving my sick days. I was like, ah! I was having such anxiety. <laughs> <sighs> it was okay. But anyway, yeah. Um I know it was uh, yeah. So I think the crux of this movie, we don't have to get into like full plot because it's just no. the standard plot, really. Um, is the idea that like the people in control of you, like kids feel powerless. Teenagers feel powerless. They're being told where to go and what to do by everyone. And like, nobody believes them. Yeah. And they're supposed to, you're supposed as a teenager, you're supposed to trust your adults as a kid. You're supposed to trust your adults. And this movie kind of exploits that fear of like, what if those people don't have your best interest at heart? What if they aren't who they say they are? What if if they have tentacles? Yeah. What if they have tentacles? What if, (laughs) they look like the really sweet hillbilly girl that moved to your school. And <laughs> it turns out that they're it's an my alien first queen. Day. Yeah. yeah. It's my first day. Uh-huh. So she, um, Mary Beth yes. was actually in a Canadian show called 15 that Ryan Reynolds was actually in too. Oh, really? They used to play on Nickelodeon. And that sounds yeah. kind of that sounds vaguely familiar. And her name was Ashley, and she whispered a lot. She would be like, and her boyfriend was like the bad boy. His name, I think he was like Dylan, like nine hundred two one zero Dylan, but not. And she always whispered. Wasn't everybody named Dylan? Yeah, she whispered a lot. I remember, and her name was Ashley, and her best friend. I can't remember her name, but she was like the cool hippie girl. And there was a love triangle. So fifteen Nickelodeon. Ryan Reynolds plays somebody's little brother that plays the drums. 
Okay, this just reminds me, side <laughs> side sidebar city. Um Nickelodeon shows kind of remind me. Did <laughs> um did either of your kids ever watch the Fresh Beat Band on Nickelodeon? Uh-uh. Okay. So it it was a movie with like, yeah, these you know, it's like they're kids, they're in music school. And it's yeah, anyway. When my kids my kids were small, small, they liked it. Um, but that just reminded me we did watch a movie that actually oddly enough has two people who are in that show in it and it's a horror movie it's called 12 hour shift and mm. if you get a chance oh my god i'll check it out <laughs> it's fun it's crazy it's you know it, there it has, I'll check it out um yeah it has to do with you know harvesting organs and selling them on the black market and things like that and it's just crazy but it also has some really just sort of neat weird moments anyway sidebar um i will check it out and mary beth she was kind of nice like i kind of didn't mm-hmm. want mary beth to be the bad guy i know but and then I, but then i also felt kind of dumb that i didn't see that because she was supportive of everybody trying to make yeah. friends I, I was team mary beth until she became um the queen alien right um and they did like the whole scene that was kind of like, uh, you know, what's that movie? I just mentioned it, but my brain is like. The obligatory bad guy explains everything. To well, you that and then the scene where they all have to inject themselves with uh, or snort up the scat. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like from, you know, I, I love it. <laughs> what is the movie? <laughs> it's like a famous <laughs> movie and I love it. And they're in the snow and they all have to get their blood tested. And it's like, I just the mentioned thing? it. Yes, I couldn't remember the name of it. <laughs> I just said it like 10 minutes They're ago. They're all in the snow and they all have to get their blood tested. You knew, see. <laughs> Except you might think it was that X-Files episode that totally ripped that off. Well, um, yeah. But anyway, they totally do like an homage <laughs> to that scene with the scat. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like if, yeah, if you can take this, then you're not. Yeah, it's that whole thing of prove you're not the alien. Yeah. Um. So... Famke Jensen, I want to talk about this teacher character because mm. as English uh-huh. teachers, I mm. was like, Ugh. so she's very timid and like clearly beautiful because it's Famke Jensen or Jansen. Right. She's very pretty, um, very timid and mousy and like, like in class teaching and no one's paying attention to her. And Zeke's kind of like fucking with her a little bit, but she can tell Zeke is smart. And there's mm-hmm. like weird sexual tension between the two. And then, then she gets aliened and becomes like a sex bomb and Mm -hmm. like, like throws them up against a wall and like, (laughs) and then in the end, so the, like we're skipping around a lot, but it's fine. The end, you have like this, the scene where everything's back to normal, but the couples are all kind of repaired. And so Stokely is like a little cleaner and less greasy looking. And she is with the football player guy and Mm -hmm. Elijah Wood and um, Jordana Brewster, Delilah, are together, which is like not believable at all. No, um, there's no chemistry between them. No. And then you have like, where's Zeke's happy ending? Because you kind of got the feeling Zeke maybe would hook up with Mary Beth mm-hmm. through the movie. And then like, then you find out that Zeke's like in it with the English teacher, and this is supposed to be like a happy ending, like like acceptable and fine, like. Zeke's with the English teacher and it was just so creepy to me I'm like no that's not appropriate that's disgusting (laughs) but I guess it was the 90s and we were okay with like 
people banging their teachers. I don't, I mean, not when I was in the nineties, I didn't think people were okay with that, but on television, apparently we were okay with that. Or Kevin Williams was okay. With, Williamson was okay with that. I don't know. Ick. Yeah. Dawson's Ick. Creek. Yeah. He was, that was, that was ick too. He must, yeah. He must've had a thing for that. Honestly. I don't know. Like, I mean, I mean that, I mean, that's a trope though. It's I mean, titillating. I can accept it in like college, but like high school grosses me out so much. Oh yeah. Um, it grossed me out back then too. And I was like in college and I was like, "Mm, no, 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 no. Um, so anyway, Mm -hmm. evil teachers, it was kind of fun because they had like Mm -hmm. big name teachers. The PE teacher was super evil and gross and creepy. Um, oh yeah. Um, Robert Patrick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that was him. Now that I think about it, it was. Yeah. yeah. Dog it. But he come fresh from, um, not fresh from, but he had gotten some fame as in Terminator Two. Terminator Two. He was great. Yeah. Amazing. He was, and then he was in Wayne's World. (laughs) (laughs) A stellar cameo in Wayne's World. And then. Yeah, but in Terminator Two, he was liquid. Yeah, he was amazing. I saw that movie in Utah. Liquid. I saw it in Utah. Got dropped off at the theater with my friend. We were on a vacation in Park City. Nice. And I think my parents just wanted to get us out of the condo, so they like dumped us off at the movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you did. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was faculty's fun. I would check it out. It's, it's totally fun. Worth seeing. I mean, it's it's Piper very. Lori's in there for. I was I was really hoping Piper Laurie would have a bigger part. But she was the principal, wasn't she? No, she no. was like the drama teacher. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And here's um, the thing too: is they made like you know all of like the female characters had like zero command of like jack shit. Did you notice that? until they became the aliens and then they were like powerful? Yeah, I'm like, what the? Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe a female screenwriter should have given some notes on this although then again this was also a miramax film so that also means oh harvey yeah you bet so weinstein Mm. join it so so yeah so notes were not notes were probably not being accepted notes were probably being made and put into that metal round circular file (laughs) yes and then the second movie that a lot, you brought it up right away. And then also when I asked on Twitter for recommendations, a lot of people brought up The Woods from 2006 yes. by Lucky McKee. I think it was actually um, made closer to 2000, but it was shelved for a little while before it was released. I think it yeah. sat for like three years before they actually let it, released it for whatever reason. Yeah. It, is. it wasn't written by Lucky. It was written by Daniel Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starred Agnes Bruckner, who I think again was supposed to be like the next big thing. I know. And, and, and why was, she, why wasn't she? I don't know. She was in like blood and chocolate, that werewolf movie. Yeah. Which I heard was kind of like a crap version of a really good book. Like people really liked the book and didn't like the movie. Mm. Um, she's compelling though. She had some indie movies and she had kind of an interesting yeah. look. I think, um, yeah. Bruce Campbell is in it. Bruce Campbell, man. Yeah. And there was some very, um, I don't remember who they were, but very distinct looking teachers. Well, the main teacher was that one woman that is in everything, but I can't remember her name. The that, um, oh, who's the, who's the, um, 
the the head of the school. Yeah. Was she in Sleepy Hollow too? Or am I like imagining things? No, Sleepy Hollow is um Miranda Richardson. Richardson. Yeah, as like the as, as like the stepmother. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I think that's who I was thinking of. That's Miranda Richardson. Um let me look up the woods and find no, out. No, this one. this is um hi, I'm just having a brain fart too. It's That's not cool. compelling material for a, a I know <laughs> podcast. Yeah, That's just forgetting people's names. I know. Please, just we don't. We don't need to edit it out. Let's just leave it in. Oh my lord! <laughs> what was her name? I'm gonna find it. It's right here. God, it's just. It's, I'm I don't have my glasses on, so I'm like super old. Okay. Patricia Clarkson. Thank you. That's who it is. And she's and I love her. She's yeah, amazing. She is. So, um, Lucky did this after May. Oh, okay. May was like kind of a huge, amazing mm-hmm. deal. Um, was I mean, I think ne- was this the next thing you I did after that? Believe so, but I don't. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I believe so. Um, yeah. and Lucky Nikki also liked something I put on Twitter recently, so I feel very special. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like just so impressive. Oh, you're like Twitter famous. Um, hardly, but every oh, now and then I, every now and then I get a like from somebody that I am admire. And then I'm like, hee hee for like five well, minutes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm like, wow. But then I forget about it. Move on. It's like not that me, big of a really deal. Like me. So I liked this movie, but I feel like it was way too long, but maybe I was just really tired when I watched it. Um, it's about a boarding school. So I love that, um, bad girl negligent parents daddy issues mommy issues so many issues get sent to the special boarding school in the middle of the woods and yes, there's like she's the problem child yeah and that she burned a set a fire to her house or something or almost yeah it was like she almost burnt their house down mom's mom's done with it yeah like, and mom seems way more sympathetic mom seems like a bitch on wheels yes mom is a bitch that this daughter is not like part of her perfect picture life that she wants to have yeah. so she's carting she's her not off sweet enough she's not girly enough she's not yeah she's not a barbie doll like and her. yes and so the school seems very mysterious and one thing i did notice is there's like lots of plants inside and like vines either painted or like it's very planty and the woods and no, are yeah and nobody seems to like comment on that which I think is kind of interesting yeah the woods like... are like kind of encroaching into this house set design wise yeah. Like if I'm, you know, if I'm touring this school as a perspective, parent, yeah. as a perspective parent, I'm going to be noticing that there are like actual factual, like vines coming out of the walls. Be like, no, you guys really like plants here. We got a good botany program or what's going on? Or I'd be like, are we having some structural issues here? What's <laughs> happening? Because yeah, but nobody mentions it. Yeah. And there's some sort of implication that, that like Heather, the girl, and I like to mention that Heather is the name of a plant. Um, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but there is some implication that she has maybe some special abilities that she's being like tested on because she's a scholarship student. Well, all of the, all of the quote unquote scholarship students. Yeah. That's like the test. And then there's this mean girl, bitchy girl that's basically just making her life hell. Yeah, because you got to have one of those. But it actually turns out that this girl has been trying to like protect her kind of. 
mm-hmm. and keep her from like ingesting things and like keep her from danger because she felt bad for her because she kind of knows what's going on because all these teachers are former students at this school and they're all creepy and weird and clearly which adjacent if not yes. witches and it's just very I, I felt like the backstory was a bit convoluted and hard to follow. Like I couldn't yeah. quite figure out what was supposed to have gone on. There's like this urban legend about so the woods. This, uh, yeah. Okay. So this is, this is what I have. And this is, tell me if this sounds right. Okay. So the, the story goes right. That allegedly this like trio of sisters came out of the woods just sort of emerged there was the school that was already there like a you know like a girl's school a boarding school it was like a one-person schoolhouse they said it started out as okay and and this like trio of sisters comes out of the woods and seemingly you know they are children of the woods we don't know um but the school sort of like takes them in and then of course they turn out to be of course witches and they it seems like they like took sort of hypnotized all the other girls and basically and 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 kill the headmistress yes yes so the backstory that part of it was clear like the folk tale and the girls all tell the story like a ghost story and they dare each other to run into the woods and when heather does she has some kind of like weird flashbacks to like people running in the woods as a group um, that are pretty creepy. And there's definitely like something about the woods that's weird. And then the teachers are all kind of lurking around, popping up out of nowhere, you know, and there's literally out of nowhere. There's just that whole, like, are the teachers on our side? Are they nice or are they mean? Right. So like, we, we think that like the story the girls tell, we think, okay, though, that's like the legend, but what we, what we, come to understand is that really there have been witches running this school ever since and that's why all the staff are so weird but was it i couldn't tell if it was implied that like they were the reincarnation of the three sisters there but there were more than three witches and then also are they the reincarnations of the girls that killed the original headmistress i don't think they are necessarily i think they are just other witches but then then they wanted to kind of possess the bodies of some of the girls so they could leave because they were bound to the school site for some reason oh yes so it was a little bit the rules were confusing to me yeah the the plot of the the witches the the current day 60s witches because this takes place in the 60s by the way Mm -hmm. um for no real reason i don't think other than like well i think no cell phones Right. I mean, because the, it was more common, I think, for people to be maybe sent off to like boarding schools and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it, and it was also um, way more common for if you were at a school like that to be just, yeah, you were cut off from your family for maybe maybe months on end, you know? Um, Yeah. So So I think that's part of, I think that's part of the, the setting, you know? So it did kind of confuse me a little about like what was going on because I was getting real tired and like I couldn't quite couldn't quite figure out what was happening with like what their their end game was. I think they wanted to possess some of the girls so that they could inherit their bodies so that they could leave the school because for some reason they were bound to the school in the middle of the woods, but it wasn't quite clear. Yeah. Um, but in the midst of all this, Heather is snooping and finding things out and making some friends and then the friends are getting like disappeared. 
and like mm-hmm. a pile of leaves are left. And then people are saying that, oh, the police are searching for them, but then the police aren't. And Heather is very smart and she's not taking shit from anybody. And she's yeah. just, just trying to figure all this out. And she's not seduced by the kindness of the teacher, the headmistress, who is very like, not sexually seductive, but like in, in terms of being like kind and caring because her own mother wasn't. Yes. Like she doesn't fall for it. She's a super smart girl. And she also has some kind of kinetic ability, like the girl in the craft where she's like sitting in the classroom, like making her pencil stand straight up. Um, Maybe she's a natural witch like Sarah to some degree from the craft. Um, And I think that's part of what the like quote unquote scholarship test mm -hmm. is because all of the girls who, you know, are there on quote unquote scholarship seem to be like they are like sensitive or have some sort of potential right yeah. and that's and that's why they go oh you might be eligible and they have them yeah take the, very much the like Lois Duncan's down a dark call which we've talked about a little bit before yeah and we yeah. can talk about that later so they're they're like all the shenanigans are going on Heather's trying to Nancy Drew it figure it all out she's tough and kind of ballsy and like doesn't take anyone's shit and she's investigating and then she finds out that the mean girl has really been looking out for her and that this is just something that's been happening and the mean girl like you know snatches her milk cup and stuff to keep her from drinking the milk I don't know why the mean girl decides to help Heather but I guess she figured she had the best chance of getting out yeah, um, I think so. so this is all going down and then she gets rescued by her dad because the mean girl put a call out her dad, Bruce Campbell playing this totally straight. Um, and it's amazing. I love him. And he comes to the rescue in a slightly bumbling way. And he's kind of like starts to dad up and is like, I shouldn't be listening to you. That is, you know, the mean wife, like, this is ridiculous. We shouldn't have left you here to begin with. And you think she's going to get out. And Heather's like, peace out bitches and she's like heading out but the woods fuck it up crash the car kill the bitchy mom they end up in the hospital and then back in the hospital they're all back under the witch's spell again somehow and yeah the headmistress is in control of everything and she like puts a bunch of black goo in the dad and like Uh, yeah it's really horrible watching her cry for her dad and her dad calling out for her trying to get to her because her mom didn't care about her at all and you could tell she was disappointed her dad didn't stand up for her and here he's trying to stand up and he's like bring me my daughter bring me my daughter and he's actually like dadding up and being a parent like totally it's it actually is kind of painful to watch it's sad that Mm -hmm. when they, they they like sedate her and she's like full physical like freaking out and it's very yeah. well done yeah, yeah it is and ultimately um she ends up taking an axe to, like, it's very confusing she ends up back at the school but then she's there's like this area that they're in with all the vines and everyone's tied yes. up the sensitive girls are all tied up in like half trees and she basically rescues everybody axes all the witches yeah. and then they burn all that shit down the woods are burning. And the last scene is them, like the dad kind of leading all the girls out of the school. Yeah. With, you know, That's but then <laughs> I think they have some kind of little solo thing at the, or little coda at the end too, about the fire just stopping or something. I can't remember why it didn't yeah. burn down the rest of the woods or something like that. Yeah. So it yeah. was definitely a fun movie. I feel like it could have been a TV show. Yeah. Like, because like, you could have had way more, yeah, because then you would have had more of that stuff explained. There would have been more of um, 
more of that backstory and figuring mm-hmm. it because because that's what would have been that would have been fun, right? Yeah, kind of getting the the backstory of like how all of these different um, how all of these different uh, women came to be on the staff. Mm-hmm. Lucky McKee, I think you should seek this out as an HBO show. I know, right? Because I feel like not enough people saw this movie. It would be fresh and there's a lot of really cool things you could do with it. I know. So yeah. it should, I think it should be redone as a TV show. Because you, Yeah. I mean, because you've got all these like interesting characters, right? Um, okay. what What's with that one, the one woman who like moves, she like twitches her head like a bird. Oh, yeah. She was so like <laughs> sad. Like I felt like maybe she'd been abused or she was like, damaged in some way like I wanted to know what her deal or was is like I'm like are you actually like a bird is there something yeah. what's happening here that reminded me of the x-files bird lady and postmodern prometheus too that one <laughs> yeah you know what I'm talking about yes. she had like feathers on she had like bird mannerisms yes. um and I you know and I was just like what I I, I literally I wrote a about the staff. I said, the staff is like RuPaul spinsters, you know, all stars <laughs> up in here. It's like, but funny. I wanted to know where they're from. Like, where did they, where yeah. did they, how did they all get there? And I think that would have been like, yeah, that, that would make a cool series. I feel like there was like, and this was probably written before the two thousands and then filmed in the early two thousands. But like, I feel like there was like, Maybe they wanted to kind of go slightly lesbian-y trope with the schoolgirls, but then didn't. Yeah, I kind of got that feeling too. Like, because that's such a cliche, like girls at a boarding school, but like they kind of right. like had them walking down the halls together with that You Don't Own Me song playing. Which I love. Yeah. And I remember Juliana that's Hatfield one of my favorite songs singing ever. that song at a concert that I saw her at way back really? in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. It was cool. Um, So... I, I liked it. I just feel like, and like I said, I don't know if I was just really tired because it was school starting, but I just, it was really long. And so I feel like I lost some of the, the details. So I really feel like in a yeah. serialized format, it would, it would like f- sing, like this would be such a, like a badass TV show. I would totally yeah. watch it. Yeah, it would, it would work. Um, it would work well if they did with that, like like what they did kind of like with like Mr. Mercedes, you know, where they said, here's, you know, here's a, here's a book and we're going to make it into an eight part series, you know, and then that, that made way more sense. I would be really into it. I feel like there'd be more wiggle room. So the woods, Lucky McKee, check that out. I did watch the X-Files season two episode D Han D Verletz, which means the hand that hurts. I know my German pronunciation is probably crappy. Maybe okay. Elle can do it better. I don't know. <laughs> I took a semester of German and I was really good at pronouncing everything. And the teacher really liked me and I had no idea what I was saying. I was so bad at it. Um, <laughs> so this is the episode with the Coriolis effect with the rain of toads. It's pretty famous and it toads. is awesome. It's directed by Kim Manners, who is like the shit of it, like in a good way, X-Files oh, directors. Yeah. And how, like, how many episodes did Kim Manners direct? I don't know. A billion. Know. They had an homage to him in the Scully and Mulder meet the where person as one of the tombstones. Cause he passed away yeah. and he was like such a shipper too. And Glenn Morgan was the writer who's Darren Morgan's brother. He's one of the good writers. 
And it had a woman named Susan Blomart. It was a very distinctive look. She looks very much like she would have been on Buffy the Vampire Slayer as an evil teacher. Right. So the premise of this- She's always rocking that like severe bob. Yeah. She's she's definitely like character actory. We're like, she was interesting. She did a really good job. So everyone remembers this episode and I had seen it fairly recently, but I rewatched it again the other night. And like, it's the satanic- panic type of story so um there's rumors of witches and witchcrafts around witchcrafts witchcrafts around this this town and um a kid is dead so this is a funny coincidence but in the episode there's two girls that are well one of them is important heather mccomb the actress the other one was the girl from um the faculty mary beth the same actress. Yes. Very young. Yeah. She's only, she's not really in it much. The other girl is more important, but right. she is in it. She's in the cold open and she's in like some of the schoolroom scenes. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that was interesting. She's also in Dead Like Me, if you're, oh, see, if I you watch Dead watch, Like Me. I, I watched not. a couple episodes and it seemed like something I'd really like, but I just never fell, you know, followed, yeah. followed up with it. Yeah. So anyway, um, Scully and Mulder come out to visit and investigate. And of course, Mulder is like, yeah, witches. And Scully's like, mm, no. And then toads start falling from the sky. And the, the drinking fountain goes in the wrong direction. Coriolis effect situation, which everyone talked about a lot when this came out. And I remember my like earth science teacher saying it wouldn't really work that way, but he brought it up in a lecture. Um, so just to let you know how culturally important the x-files was like it was just sort of everywhere like people watched it and it got mentioned it was sort of like how game of thrones was for a long time like people just assumed you watched it and mentioned it so the school um there's a science teacher and she's kind of creepy looking but she's really really nice very comforting and nurturing and then you also have these other teachers that you find out right away are like satan worshipers (laughs) um and they're like kind of lazy Satan worshipers. They're like, well, we haven't done a prayer in a long time. Like, Ugh, we have to. And they're like, yes, we have to do it. And they like light the red candle. And that's when you find out. They're like Jack Satanists. Yeah. Like yeah. they're just sort of like, mm, we just do the rituals. You they're know, like the laps too. They are, they're, they're laps. They're lapsed Satanists. They're so I don't really know what they were getting out of being a Satanist because their lives were pretty boring, standard issue, like middle of the road but i guess it was just something that they did i think, it was, I think it was one of the yeah i think it was one of those but this is what we've always done. you know it's kind of like the thing with like the lottery, the lottery. yeah oh, it's just jinx. sort of like <laughs> you're welcome um yeah where it's just sort of like well this is this is you know why things are okay is because we do this it's not that our lives are fabulous but if we don't do this what how it's bad all gonna will they go get to, yeah it's all gonna go to crap so you don't really quite know what's going on with the science teacher. If, is she part of it? Is she not part of it? Um, Scully discovers that like nobody really remembers how she got hired or knows anything mm-hmm. about her, mm-hmm. which they think is weird. And then you do see that the scientist is up to some sneaky shenanigans. She's like sneaking uh, a bracelet away from a girl. She sneaks mm-hmm. some of, I think, um, a pen that Mulder had held. And there's some ceremonies she's participating in that are dangerous. But before we get to that, we find out that the girl that had been at the killing that had brought Scully and Mulder there, she has this whole like story that she just remembered 
in science yeah, class. Yeah, like recovered memory. Yeah, about like Satan, like basically like satanic panic, like McMartin preschool type stories where she had been like a breeder and like bred all these babies that were sacrificed. It was really well acted when you watched mm-hmm. it. It was very painful and sad and scary. It's true, well. And you felt really bad for her and Scully and Mulder feel really bad for her. And they, they're trying to investigate how, if there's any truth to these stories and they talk, she talks about a sister that died and mm-hmm. her dad is like one of the teachers. It's like her stepdad, I think. And mm-hmm. so they're investigating him. And then at the same, this was triggered by like a, a dissection scene in science class. So the teacher is just like chucking out these fetal pigs. And these were real fetal pigs. I don't think oh, yeah. that they got like fake ones and gelled them up with KY jelly. I think these are actual fetal pigs. Oh no, yeah. I mean, and, you can you can order them out of a yeah. out of the catalog. And they showed one that was dissected, like, and it was. I remember dissecting the fetal pig. Like they my, dissected my, it for yeah, my, this. My yeah, my my friends. I have some friends who do that lab. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like I'm like yeah, that's real. That smell. Mm. I remember the, the way it looked oh, and yeah. she just, kind of chucked, rubbery. Yeah, she, <laughs> it was, you know, and like the dissections I have, I have feelings about dissections for like low level science classes. I don't think they're necessary, especially with the technology we have nowadays, but uh-huh. it was interesting. Like the initial cuts were really gross and I had no, there was no reason for me to be dissecting a fetal pig. Like I was just in basic <laughs> biology, but it was really interesting to see the inside of like what organs look like and stuff, but it was super gross and a waste and like icky and smelly. I so was a T, I was a TA for a biology teacher in high school. And it was around that time of year, dissection time. And, <laughs> and I remember like one day she asked me, Oh, can you, could you open this up and rinse these off? And it was literally like a vacuum, you know, packed bag of frogs. Mm. And I was all no. <laughs> I was like, so gross. Nope. That's I remember happening. my teacher and, we, and she thought I was kidding. She thought I was just like jerking her chain. And she was like, <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not kidding. I am. I'm not, I'm not touching that. Thanks. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay. I, I remember <laughs> it, was, it didn't seem like a big deal to her. And, and so she just, it just, it didn't occur to her that like, no, I really don't want to touch the vacuum packed frogs. No. Yeah they showed a like, so we, we did the fetal pigs. I think I did some other dissections, but I remember her showing us the frog. One of the frogs had like eggs in it. Like, like, I don't know. It was gross. And then they, the anatomy and physiology class did like alley cats. And I remember to do that in college. Yeah. This is in high school, but it was probably for like an AP class. So that I have I took I, anatomy and physiology though. We didn't dissect anything. Um, they dissect. I dissected a squid in first grade. I don't know. My district was very into dissection. <laughs> I took marine biology in high school and I had a dissector squid, but it all just looks, it but, all just looks like squid. But it's I was just five. All, it's just squid. Why was I dissecting a, a fish or a squid at five? Like in first grade, that was ridiculous. Like there's Why no academic. Why you anything sharp? <laughs> yeah. There was no academic value in this at all. Other than like weeding out possible future serial killers. I don't know. So which kids got too excited about it? Yeah. Which kids like hid the ink sack in their pocket or whatever. Um, So anyway, (laughs) so this is what triggers her. And the thing that I was going to bring up is that she chucks some of those fetal pigs into her giant snake tank, which of course they would be coated in formaldehyde, soaked in formaldehyde. So that snake, but it's like a Python. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of show, she's just chucking it in there. And then 
we're seeing her like attack people through the snake. Like, so Mulder, it's, I'm getting it all garbled, but so Mulder goes to talk to the dad about all these accusations and the dad is like really upset. And he's like, how dare you? But then he kind of eventually comes out and is like, yeah, we're Satanists. Um, <laughs> but we didn't really ever do anything like that. She's probably just remembering things from movies or like whatever mixed with her real memories. Like we did take her blood, but we never like, you know, like raped her and made her a breeder. Like, but no, it's casual. We're not. Yeah. Like we just took some like blood. Reformed Satanist. You're like, like, what? The blood is good for magic, but like, we didn't do anything like that. Like we would yeah. never do that. But so he turns against the Satanists when the girl, the wit, oh, I'm so messing this up. You really should just watch this for yourself. That's what this podcast is for. It is for. a good episode, it honestly. Is. So it's the a girl, really good one. The girl kills herself, but it's it's because of the, the, the science teacher does like a whammy on her and like makes her kill herself with a scalpel. And then <sighs> the dad is like, yeah. fuck these Satanists. I'm not doing this anymore. And then, so he's trying to help Mulder and Mulder handcuffs him in the basement. I'm like, Mulder, take him upstairs and put him in the goddamn kitchen with a light on. Like, what are you doing? But apparently Scully and Mulder <laughs> don't like lights. So that's fine. Um, and then they. It's, everything's spookier. Come on. Yeah, it is. So basically crazy shit happens. The snake eats the dad. Um, the snake lady gets scary snake eyes. She's a science teacher. All this shit goes down. Like totally black eyes. Yeah, it's really creepy. Cool. Uh-huh. All this shit goes down. For some reason, they're all wet at the end. I don't remember why. I think maybe the sprinklers go on in the school. Like I, yeah, I'm like yeah, blacking out because it was really late when I watched it. <laughs> but what I do remember is that at the end, they go into the classroom, the lights come on. And the only people who've been wiped out now are like the dad and the daughter. And yeah. on the board in really nice writing, it says like, it's been nice working with you. Yeah. And like, perfect, like, yeah, mm-hmm. perfect, like school teacher handwriting in chalk on the board, yeah. isn't it? And I guess what that, what I took from it was, is that these lapsed Satanists were getting a call from upper management to get their shit together and do some human sacrifices and not half-ass things. So she took the sacrifice of the daughter, punished the teachers, I think the teachers that are involved all die. Actually, I think their bodies are on the ground or something. I can't remember. And then goes back to, I don't know, hell snake pit. I don't know where she goes, but you get the else. idea that she's kind of like a, like a middle management demon or something. Yeah. Here to like, like whip she's these the into shape. Yeah. She was really good. She's like amazing at it. It had yeah. a very buffy feel to it. Anyways, it's a really good X-Files episode with bad teachers that are Satanists. Yes. Um, so again, season two, episode 14. Yeah. So I guess like, again, you don't know what these people who are supposed to be wholesome and watching out for your best interests are really up to. Like us. We're not going <laughs> to be Satanists. Say that was, oh. We're not Satanists. So it's cool. Um, I had but some. Isn't that exactly what, what a Satanist, Satanist would say? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Um, so I do have some books that I wanted to mention, but yes, I don't know if please. you had anything else that you wanted to throw out there in terms of bad teachers. I'm sure I'll think of something. So tell me your books. <laughs> well, this is a novel by Elizabeth Thomas, and I believe it's her first novel called Catherine House. And it was very interesting. It was about a girl who had some kind of deep, dark, dirty secret and got accepted into this like special school. And it's all very mysterious and it's like kind of like um 
like the best school where all the most famous and important people attended. And if you go to this school and you graduate from it, like your life is made and it's in like this mansion, but there's all these very specific rules and like regulations you have to follow. And is this, is this professor Xavier's school? No, (laughs) it isn't. Are you sure? It is. It is not. And there, it's just very weird and it's very unsettling and you don't really quite know what's happening in the girl, the main character, you don't really know quite what's quite happening. And she's very rebellious and kind of like non-focused and lackadaisical. And there's these hints that there's like nefarious, shady, weird shit happening, but you don't really quite know what it is. And like some students are, are like privy to the information and some aren't and like whether you make it into these certain programs. So maybe it's kind of like the bad version of Xavier school. Hmm. So um, I don't want to spoil it, but it's worth checking out. It's very mysterious and kind of eerie. It's too good to be true. The school that she's at, of course, and she's a very flawed, you know, flawed narrator. So it's kind of interesting. That's the Catherine How flawed teen. What? Yes. Well, it's like I wonder. I can't remember if they were teens or like college aged, but it was kind of like in between. Mm-hmm. Um. So mm-hmm. that was Catherine House by Elizabeth Thomas. It's a pretty recent book. And then I have two um books or one's a series and one's a book. So Down a Dark Hall by Carolyn Cooney. Oh. No, no, no. Okay. Lois no, Duncan. No. Lois Duncan. It's a low dunk. Favorite Lois Duncan book ever. So good. There's a crap movie about it. I've talked about it before in the podcast. I don't Um, think I ever watched the movie for that reason. And it sucked. So this is a seventies book about this girl who's been invited to this very prestigious special boarding school. And when she gets there, um, she finds out first that her best friend didn't get in and she didn't have quite Mm -hmm. the specialness required. And there's only like four or five students and they, they're kind of weirded yeah. out and they're living in this like perfect isolated mansion. And she starts to realize that she has this like forte in writing and, and like, she almost feels like she's, um, like, like embodying a spirit of inspiration mm-hmm. in her writing. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like as far as like automatic writing, but yeah, there's definitely this idea that there's something that sort of possesses her and takes yeah. hold of her when she writes. And it starts in dreams. Yeah. And um, she then starts to research her dreams because she feels weird about them. And she realizes that like what she's writing and the person in her dream that's helping her is I think Charlotte Bronte or maybe... Emily Bronte. Cause she talks about Ellison Kerr Bell, which is how I found out that that was their, um, their pseudonyms was Ellison Kerr, Kerr Bell when they first mm-hmm. published Weathering Heights and Jane Eyre. So she has these voices talking to her in dreams. And then one of the girls has like a mathematician version of this. The other girl is kind of like a dingbat, but she becomes this like amazing painter. Yeah. And they have this music teacher who's hot. He's like the son of the headmistress. And there's a, piano player girl that's the one that's the main girl's like good friend main girl's name is kit yeah and then but stuff starts to be weirder and weirder and they're more and more isolated and they're not they find out their letters aren't being sent home and um the dreams start getting darker and the work starts getting darker and darker and darker and vile and like weird and the painter girl locks herself up in the room and is clearly not healthy anymore is like losing her mind Mm-hmm. And they realize that what's going on is they've been used as kind of like, um, almost like a, a channel. Yeah. They're like conduits. 
yeah, channeling these spirits. And then the headmistress is basically for like providing them with the paint and the things that they need to make forgeries, but they're not real. They're forgeries because they're real and they're, they're aging them and, and kind of like this Mm -hmm. racket of like, look what we found somehow this undiscovered piece of work from this famous painter or this famous Mm -hmm. writer. So this is the plot here. And the son, fashion fraud. Yeah, the son was in on it because he thought it was more about the art, and then he realizes that it's much more mercenary than that. So he tries to help the girls and um, try to tries to save them. So it's very gothic, and it was. It is. I felt it was very creepy when I was younger. I've had some students read it that liked it, and then the other one was a 1989 trilogy called the Losing Christina trilogy, and it was the Mm. fog of the the fire and the snow, and it was about a girl who lived on this island in Maine and she had to go to the mainland for school for the first time. And um, she's very isolated from her, from her family. And she has to room with the principal and his wife, who's an English teacher. Cause you know, those fucking English teachers, man. And they seem like this perfect, they're like perfect. They're awesome and amazing. And everyone kisses their ass and loves them. Mm-hmm. But Christina is like, mm, things aren't what they seem. This isn't mm-hmm. that great. And then she finds out that people from the island are treated really badly on mainland and they're bullied and harassed and kind of treated like mm-hmm. shit. And no one tells their parents back on the island because they don't want to worry their parents because there's nothing they can do about it. So yeah. Christina's dealing with that. And she's also dealing with basically being gaslit constantly by Principal Sheffield, I think his name is, and his wife, who's her English teacher. Um, and then her best friend slash older sister figure is like losing her mind like that's she's rooming with her and she's basically going insane and Christina's kind of watching it unfold and she feels like it's the Sheffield's fault but no one believes her no one listens to her of course not it seems like the other teachers are all in it there's one teacher she confides in that that does believe her that there's something unhealthy going on that Mm -hmm. teacher gets fired she gets got no one knows what happens to her Mrs. Schuler and things just get like it's, it's one of those really frustrating things to read when I was little, because no one believed her, no one believed her, no one believed her. And she was just being gaslit terminally and they were trying to drive her insane. And she's super strong and powerful. And I think she was a really cool heroine because she was so strong and so like different. So it was, it's really good. It was very upsetting to me when I read, when I was a young reader, like ninth, before ninth grade, probably read in eighth grade. Yeah. Um, I remember I bought it at a bookstore in um, Honolulu when I was on vacation <laughs> and I, my mom let me go to the bookstore by myself from the hotel and I got oh, these books. Nice. So I would recommend it. They're fun. It's losing Christina, um, the fog, the snow and the fire by Carolyn Cooney. And mm-hmm. um, they have some new editions out of them too. They have them where you can buy them all in one. And there's just, huh. it's just very like eerie, like you know, like East coast, Maine, mm-hmm. coast of Maine, like creepy snow, creepy fog, like just mm-hmm. this girl being gaslit and like driven mad basically. Yeah. So I don't know. It was pretty cool again with the whole, like, you can't trust these people that everybody else trusts. Exactly. And then when you do confide, it's going to be used against you or that person's going to get taken out. And one thing I do did take with me from this is I remember, um, this scene where like the teacher, she kept assigning these really weird journals and Christina thought they were very strange, but the parents, if one parent complained and then got talked down, Oh, it's just being creative. And it would be like, what are you afraid of? What would you do if your parents abandoned you? 
mm-hmm. like journal questions that were just very dark and like invasive mm-hmm. to like get information kind of to use against people. Mm-hmm. And then you, you do find out in the end that Christina is right. And these people have like made a habit of like going to school to school and like finding vulnerable girls and basically like stealing their souls, not supernaturally, <laughs> but like through driving them insane. And then they, in their bed and breakfast that they live in, in this main, like they have all their rooms are decorated to represent the spirit of the girls that they had like victimized. So and what um, do they get out of it? Just sadist, sadistic pleasure. They're just oh, sadists. All right then. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, it's pretty, it's pretty Gothic as well. And mm-hmm. I was really into it when I was little and I still think it would be fun to read for anybody. Yeah. So this is our evil teacher zone. Right. Um, we're not doing any of these things at all. Or are we? I don't know. We're good. Okay. No, no toad raining or feeding fetal pigs to snakes. <laughs> we would be like the good I witches. I thought about that. The fact that, yeah, the thing is soaked in formaldehyde. Ain't no way a snake's going to eat that. Like, you know, the old version of the movie, The Witches, and there was like the one good mm-hmm. witch that like fixed everything. That would be mm-hmm. us. We're the good witches. Sure sure we just make people read i torture my students by making them read yeah so that was our back to school episode filled with ramblings yes if you can think of any other evil teacher movies i feel like maybe the new the craft had kind of that thing going with like some men's cult and david Duchovny. but then i heard it sucks so i didn't watch it i didn't either and also i mean there's some movies that i just i'm like no you don't need to remake that if and it doesn't have Nancy them. in it, I don't want to see it. I don't want it. Exactly. You can just keep have that. Bonnie in it. I don't want to see then it. Then you can just keep that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I mean, um, if you know of any of these movies, we are open to watching being teachers. I know there's a bazillion of them. The whole oh, like yeah. boarding school trope thing. Um, so For we're sure. on Instagram at season of the witch, I think horror podcast or podcast, but at any rate, the link is on the, <laughs> it's on the page for the podcast. So you can see it. We're, very it we're, dialed. we're not very professional. It's fine. Um, <sighs> we just, we just like to talk about horror movies and books. Exactly. What can we say? Um, so yeah, anyway, thank you for listening and for checking us out and we should be updating more frequently now that we're kind of getting back into the swing of things with the school year. So like an actual, yeah, rhythm yeah. and schedule and sort yeah, of maybe even meeting in person again to do this possibly. <sighs> that would be amazing. I know. If I could ever leave the house. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, anyway, good night, everybody, and have a pleasant tomorrow. Wait, isn't that what she, isn't that what uh, Jane Kirk used to say? It, on, it is. On, on, <laughs> nice. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow.